Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 1st, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 21. Here's what it says, beginning in verse 4. It says, We went ashore and found the local believers and stayed with them a week. These believers prophesied through the Holy Spirit that Paul should not go to Jerusalem. When we returned to the ship at the end of the week, the entire congregation, including the women and children, left the city, came down to the shore with us, where they all knelt, prayed, and said their farewells. Then we went aboard and they returned home. So remember from yesterday, Paul says, I'm going to Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit tells me I'm going to be in prison, and I'm going to suffer. Well, today, these believers, it says they prophesy by the Holy Spirit that you shouldn't go to Jerusalem. So here's the thing I want to talk about. When it comes to prophecy, getting a word from God that is directional to share with someone else, How do we know when we can trust that word, and how do we know how to act upon that word? Because in this passage, Paul decides, I'm going to Jerusalem. In fact, I want to go down to verse 11 and read some of the rest of the story. It says, he came over, took Paul's belt. Another man shows up and gives a prophecy, and he bound his own feet and hands with it. Then he said, the Holy Spirit declares, so shall the owner of this belt be bound. Of course, that was Paul by the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem who turned and turned over to the Gentiles. And when he heard this, we and the local believers all begged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. But watch what Paul says. Paul said, why are you weeping? You're breaking my heart. I'm ready not only to be jailed at Jerusalem, but even to die for the sake of the Lord. So yesterday, in yesterday's reading, Paul says, I'm going to Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit's telling me this is what's going to happen there. And then he shows up in this other town, and they give him a prophetic word saying, don't go, and the people beg him not to go. Well, then this other guy gives him a word and says, the owner of this belt, Paul, is going to be bound and handed over to the Gentiles. So there seems to be some confusion. So here's the question. Was the Holy Spirit telling Paul to go to Jerusalem or not? So did Paul go and obey the Holy Spirit, even though it cost him his life? Or was Paul just being stubborn and he went when the Holy Spirit was trying to protect him and it cost him his life? Here's the bottom line. I'm just not sure we'll ever know till we get to heaven. We can ask Paul or ask Jesus to answer that question for us. And this is one of the challenges when somebody gives us a prophetic word. So I just want to say this. I believe that God gives people prophetic words, words of encouragement to share with other believers. And sometimes those words are directional. In fact, about a year or so ago, I met with a a friend of mine. His name's Clem, and he's a prophet. And I was telling him about some of the things I'm praying about in regard to my future ministry and uh, wanting to help pastors. And as I was sharing that, Clem just said to me, you know, as you're sharing, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is saying 10 more years. 
And as we talked about that today, we agreed that God was saying, you know what, you're going to pastor definition for at least another 10 years before transitioning into this ministry that is less focused on the local church and more focused on pastors at large. And so God was giving me, I believe, a prophetic word through a trusted friend that's very directional for my life. So I believe God still speaks that way. However, I also think it's so important that even though my friend gave me that prophetic word, I am responsible for hearing God's voice and deciding what God is telling me to do. So if I decide to wait 10 years, or if I decided to not wait 10 years, at the end of the day, I can't blame my decisions or actions on somebody else. I have to take responsibility for that. So I can receive that word, and I've got to decide, does this word seem to agree with what I believe God is saying to me, the direction of my life, what other people say, the perspective of others? Does this word coincide with all that? If so, man, I can embrace it. Or have I just gotten a a word that, you know, it really doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't seem to match my story, seems to be out of left field, doesn't seem to to be in agreement with some other things that that I'm hearing and seeing. So at the end of the day, we all have a responsibility to decide that for ourselves and take responsibility for our lives. Now, when you hear that, you go, oh, no, what if I mess it up? Well, I also want to let us off the hook. I believe that even when God gives us a directional word, it doesn't mean if you don't do that, God's mad at you. I just believe that there's a lot of grace. And I think one of the things you see throughout the book of Acts is no matter where the believers are, they're empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a witness and to build His kingdom. And that's true for us. And sometimes in church world, we can get really anxious that God has a very, very specific thing for me to do in a specific place with a specific person. And if I don't get all of that right, if I miss that, I'm going to fall out of God's will and I'm going to you know, God's not going to use me and God's going to be disappointed in me and I'm a bad Christian. And I just think it's very difficult to support that kind of thinking scripturally. Let me just illustrate from my own life. I suspect that if I were to decide today, you know what? I've been the pastor of definition for 22 years. I think I want to change. I think I want to pastor a different church. Or if I were to decide, you know what? I'm tired of pastoring. I believe God wants me to write, or I believe God wants me to be a seminary professor, or I believe God wants me to be a businessman, or, you know, whatever I decided. I don't think God is going, wait a minute, Alan, I've got one thing for you to do. And if you miss it, I'm not going to bless you anymore. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be mad. I think I could make a decision right now today to embrace any of those five ideas and God would be like, well, that's great. I'll anoint you in that arena to represent Jesus, to build my kingdom, to be a blessing to all people in that space, in that way. So I think the focus for us should be less on trying to find the perfect spot and focusing more on how do I in the spot that I'm in 
learn to live a spirit-filled life. Allow God to anoint me to represent his kingdom, to be a witness, to build up believers around me, my own marriage, my family, my neighbors, my friends. How do I allow God to use me in this spot? In fact, I would say the secret to finding the next spot is being faithful in this spot. See, sometimes we get so concerned about the future. We're so determined to get 10 years down the road that we miss what God is doing today. And I think we've got to remember that what we go through over the next 10 years prepares us for what's coming way down the road. In fact, I think this is one of the reasons that God does not give us very often. In fact, I don't know anybody that, that God has really spoken to them this way. I think God rarely gives us vision for way down the road because I think we'd take a shortcut in trying to get there. In fact, when I'm starting now to pray and think about my retirement years after 60, after 65, well, I'm only 49 now. I do believe God is, is starting to stir within me a, a passion and a desire for some things because there's years of preparation required that allow me to flourish in my current role and prepare for my next role. But what I can't do is sell the farm and try to run 15 years down the road and start doing that now, I'm not ready. And so I think God rarely gives us direction that far down the road because usually we're in our immaturity and in our lack of patience, we try to run ahead, not realizing that it's the journey we go through that actually prepares us for that next season. The greatest example, I think, of this in Scripture is the story of Moses. So God began stirring in Moses a vision for, man, I'm supposed to lead, lead my people out of Egypt. Of course, then he killed the Egyptian slave. He tried to get ahead of God, and he goes into the wilderness for 40 years. Well, during that 40 years, I suspect Moses thought the dream's over. It's not going to happen. I'm, I'm washed up. But God was working in those 40 years to turn him to an expert to prepare him in the wilderness for the wilderness. So he couldn't take a, a six-week crash course and then lead a million people out of Egypt for 40 years in the wilderness. Moses needed almost a lifetime. He needed 40 years of intensive training that made him an expert so that now when he goes back to Egypt and brings the Jewish people out of Egypt and leads them in the wilderness for 40 years, well, he's prepared and equipped to do it because he's had 40 years of preparation. So it's the journey that prepares us for the destination. So listen, don't rush ahead. Enjoy the journey. Focus on this moment. What's God doing in this moment? How do I live a spirit-filled life in this moment? How do I maximize this opportunity? And in that process, God is preparing you for the future. And that's what I think we see happening here in Paul's life. So one day, maybe you'll get to meet Paul and you can ask him the question, do you think you missed it or not? But I tell you what, I think Paul will definitely say what is obvious to all of us is that Paul lived in the moment and God was always growing and preparing Paul for the future. And he maximized his impact for the kingdom of God. Let's do the same. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in the heart and life of every person listening. God, you're here in this moment. And sometimes we're so focused on the future that we're missing what you're trying to do now. So God, help us to keep that clear in our heart and mind 
Help us to live in this moment to allow you to grow us and develop us and, and to serve you where you've planted us and trust that in your time, when you're ready, that God, this process is what helps us to see the next opportunity and it's what prepares us for that opportunity. So God, we don't want to rush ahead. You're here with us in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. Hope you have a great day. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.